episode of Yeah, I've seen that. It's a show where we talk about movies that we probably should have seen but haven't seen, but like we know enough about them that we could pretend like we've seen them. And that's the show. I'm Aviv Rubenstein. I'm one of your hosts. Joining me, as always, our hot seat of the week, one miss, Leanne O'Shea. How are you doing today, Leanne? Hi, it's me, Leanne O'Shea. You know, pretty good. Great. I got a new sweater. <laughs> I really like it. Great. Can that go in the washer? Probably not. I think it can. Maybe not the dryer. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You wouldn't do it. No. Looks like a blanket I had as a child. Yeah, it's cozy. Sounds seems cozy. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> enough about my sweater. Never enough about your sweater. Hey, Aviv, what are we doing here? What's this podcast? So this is a podcast where I did the whole thing, but kind of, but not. So we're going to talk about movies that we haven't ever seen, but think we could probably do a passable retelling of. Leanne is in the hot seat this week when we are talking about the 2005 unbelievable that she hasn't seen this movie i almost crashed the car when i heard classic yeah this is another disgrace this to my is a disgrace to, i yeah. haven't seen this one. yeah fever pitch Lindsay meeks has never met a guy quite like ben all right Lindsay. so what's the matter with this one i'm about to turn 2010 and instead of becoming more open and available i'm becoming less open all the guys you date are competitive and successful it's like you're dating yourself Ding, ding, ding. This guy has got such a good vibe. I really think you've got something here. Me too. Something's not quite right. Robin, there is a reason this Ben guy is still single. I'm really going to take a chance now. Lindsay, will you go to opening day with me? <laughs> yes. She knows he's a fan. Where do the socks rank in your life? I say Red Sox and breathing. Can you believe this pinhead? She knows he's devoted. This Red Sox thing, it's an obsession. I know, it's just that I hate when it becomes... Oopsie. But she's about to discover... They're sending me to Paris to close the deal. And I am taking... What? Just how committed he really is. We're two games out of first with three weeks left, you know, but this is when they need me. When they need you. Okay. From 20th century... Why don't you tell us how this game works? All right, so here's how it's going to work. Aviv's going to give me the name of the movie, the director, the writer... The top three build actors on IMDb, also the year it came out, which he gave me. <laughs> um, and from there, I'm going to tell him the plot of this movie in the best of detail that I possibly can. And periodically, he's going to jump in with some trivia from the IMDb to help or hinder me along my way. And we'll see how I do, everybody. We'll see how you do, everybody. At the end, I'll give Leanne a score out of 10, and we will have a nice... A nice hearty guffaw at her follies. And that's the show. And that's the show. And I think. What do you think? You're going to call your shot like the Bambino? I think if, if this is a very special Valentine's hometown themed edition. Yeah, sure. If I get an eight or higher. <laughs> okay. That's not going to happen. Go on. You got to take me to Dunkin' Donuts. Right now. No, in the morning time. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it now. You're not going to get an eight or higher. I don't know. I think I might. So you're pretty, You're feeling pretty confident. 
Yeah, I feel pretty confident. Last week on the our failure to launch episode, I was not confident, and I, that non-confidence was earned. Yeah. It was pretty fucking bad. Pretty true. Okay, so you ready to do it? I am ready. Okay, your movie this week is Fever Pitch. The year, 2005. The, the directors, Bobby Farrelly and Oscar winner Peter Farrelly. Oh. The Farrelly Brothers. Written by Lowell Gantz and Babalu Mandel. Based on the novel by Nick Hornby. Mm. The fear is starting to wash over Leanne's face. Mm. So I'll give you a... I'll give you one, this is trivia, but it's not n- neither here to help nor hurt you. Logans and Babalu Mandel also wrote A League of Their Own. You okay? Okay. A movie you like that movie. I love A League of Their Own. A League of Their Own is one of the best fucking. Are movies. you star- are you starting to regret that eight? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have high- I believe in myself. You hear that, kids? Believe I believe in myself. All right, your your top three build actors are Drew Barrymore, yeah, Jimmy Fallon, mm-hmm. and Jason Spivak. Ah, Jason Spivak. Don't be rude to Jason Spivak, the great Jason Spivak. I'm not being rude. So I guess there's nothing left, nothing left to say except for yeah, I've seen that. Okay. Open on a Boston skyline. Okay. We're in Boston. <laughs> that would explain the skyline. <laughs> you know, we we ca- the camera cranes down <laughs> on a busy street. Uh-huh. A busy street in Boston. I, as a local, know that it is not actually a busy street. It's a street they've closed down for production. <laughs> but they have tried to make it seem like... It's probably like Devonshire Street, but they probably are like, this I, is the financial district. Oh, I used to park on Devonshire Street to go to my band's practice space. Mm. I never gave us tickets. Well, that's because they can shut it down for filming a fever bitch. Yeah. Anyway. Um, busy bustle bustle. There is... A guy. <laughs> okay. And he's walking to work and he's in like classic, just kind of like eighth grade boy clothes, like just like a tie and a shirt and maybe some khakis. You Is know. he an eighth grader? No, no, oh, no. Okay. He's in his mid twenties and he's Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> okay. Uh, but he has that kind of like um, boy who doesn't quite know how to dress for the office yet vibe. Um, fair, fair. And so- He's walking down the street and he's clearly in a hurry and he um, has on a baseball cap. It's a Red Sox cap. And sure, or else he would be hate crimed. Yeah, and he's, streets. yeah, it's, but that's like what the movie's about. Right. So, um, and he's running into the train, into the green line, and he reaches down and to put what? There's no green line at Devonshire Street. I just named a random street. Okay. He that's this is the other thing that you know when you're a local, right? It's like he's running down De- Devonshire Street, and then all of a sudden there's a cut, and he's three <laughs> blocks away at the Tremont Green Line station. You know, going into the station. Great. He's going into the station. He's reaching down to put on his headphones, and he's not looking, and he walks straight into this girl, and papers go flying everywhere. Flying. Um, 
It's Drew Barrymore. It's Drew Barrymore. It's Drew Barrymore. Um, and she looks great, but she's so stressed out because she is running late for a presentation. She works for um, a magazine. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And um, how, where does he work? Do we know? We don't know yet. Okay. And so he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so, so sorry. And she's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's just, I have this bit. And she like does her super adorable Drew Barrymore thing. And she just like bursts into tears ranting about this big thing and about how she's afraid she's going to get fired. And he looks at her and he like just puts his hands on her shoulders and he's like, hey, it's okay. Calm down. I don't know what your job is, but no job is worth this much stress. Oh, so wise. Why don't we just blow the day off and go get a drink? And she looks at him and she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I don't really like my job anyway. It's just a means to an end. But I think you need a friend today. And she just kind of laughs. And she's like, I don't normally do this, but like, okay. Okay. Um, And so it is fall. It's late fall. And What, what month would you say? I would say it's like the end of October. Okay. And so... um. You know, specific. Go on. Yeah. So they're walking. He introduces himself and she introduces herself. They're having a nice little walk. Drew's like, well, I know you said get a drink, but I think it's like 9 a.m. Like what bar is actually open right now? I mean, we are in Boston, you know, <laughs> puritanical laws. Um, And Jimmy's like, mm, yeah, you're right there. I think we might have to wait for that drink. But Maybe let me show you something. Just follow me. And so they go on this long walk and they have this really cute, like really long walk, in-depth conversation. Um, and he walks her like all around the city. He's they're like along the Charles River and then they're by the swan boats, the garden. And it's a really, really pretty day. And the fall leaves are showing their colors. They're just having this great meet cute of a time. And then all of a sudden he looks down on his watch and it's 1155 and he's like, so can I take you for that drink? And she kind of just smiles and is like, okay. And so it's like really fast meet cute of a relationship. But it's like, oh, wow, these two are fucking connected. Fucking connected. Yeah. And so, um, you know, they leave. They each go down, go home to their um respective friends and they're like oh my god i met the best guy today i met the best gal today and so it's like cut back and forth it's like you see him talking to his friends and her talking to her friends like not unlike greece not unlike greece yeah and their you know their relationship blossoms as the as the months begin to turn cold and they meet each other's friends and everyone's having a really grand old time i think now's the time for our first bit of imdb trivia okay sounds good oh do we have names for these these characters uh i didn't name them yet but um jimmy fallon's character is pete Mm -hmm. and drew barrymore's character is Allie. right pete and Allie. okay so Pete's apartment consists entirely of Red Sox memorabilia, with the exception of his toilet paper, which has the Yankees logo. Jimmy Fallon, in real life, is a Yankees fan. Very good. Very good. 
everyone. Pretty good, right? <laughs> yes. So she hasn't been to his apartment yet, but things are going really well. Um, they're out on a night with friends. They're having drinks. They're having fun. They're laughing. And this relationship, though it's been budding, it's been taking it slow. So he hasn't, she hasn't been back to his place yet. Right. And every time they go back to her place and hit one of Jimmy's guy friends pulls him aside and is like, so how do you think it's going to go? And he's like, I'm not worried. Allie's cool as shit. And the friend is like, yeah, but I mean, like, have you even told her? Have you even begun to tell her? And he's like, you know what? She's the one for me. I had to make sure it was worth it. I do think it's worth it. So tonight's the night. Tonight's the night that I tell her. the night. And, um... So they're all at the bar and they're laughing and stuff. And um, Allie looks at Pete and she's like, you want to get out of here? And he's like, yeah, but how about we go to my place tonight? And so they're laughing and they're drunk and it's dark and they stumble in and it's dark and they fall into the bed and it's dark. <laughs> and um, she can't see all the Red Sox memorabilia. They have like, you know, it's I think it's like a PG-13 movie. So it cuts away before they get too risque. But presumably they sleep together and um, she wakes up the next morning and she is in what looks like Fenway Park vomited all over the walls. <laughs> um, she opens her eyes and she like darts around and the camera like focuses on certain things. Like there's a replica of the green monster like on the wall. And then there's like a uh, cardboard cutouts of Red Sox players on the other side. And then there's like a chest of full like full of Red Sox jerseys like in a glass case that you could take out and um she's like oh my god and Pete comes in holding a cup of coffee for her and kind of mug a Red Sox mug thank you obviously thank you um and he's wearing Red Sox pajamas and she looks in shock and she's like um I didn't know you were such a huge Red Sox fan. And he laughs and he's like, I'm not just a fan, Allie. This is my life. This is my life. And he hands her the coffee and she laughs and she giggles and she's like, <laughs> okay. Like it's, but it's the winter, right? So it's not baseball season. She hasn't really seen it yet. But she's falling for this guy. Like, so what if he's really into the Red Sox? Like, it's his apartment, not her apartment. She talks to her friends about, like, I'm sure when we move in together, like, it'll be fine. I can give him his man cave mm-hmm. and it'll all be okay. Very, like, early 2000s tropes here. And so yeah. um, their relationship goes on through the winter. Maybe they have, like, a cute skating scene on the pond and stuff um and so they have all of this time to build their relationship together and it's going really well i mean he's a red Sox fan but it hasn't really impacted them at all yet right and so spring is coming and the cat like we watch the calendar on the wall flip to march and he calls her and he's like I'm going down to Florida for the week. And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, I'm going down to Florida for the week. Everything's getting back. 
And, you know, I told you, like, this is my way of life. Like, I, I got to go. My boys need me. And she's, she's like, uh, okay. And so she, you know, again, talking to her girlfriend, she's like, he went down to spring training. Like, I don't know. People do that, though, I guess. Whatever. And um, she's laughing. And then one of the friends, one of the guy friends that we've recognized from scenes at the bar with all the friends, sees all these gals out to lunch. And he comes over and he's like, Allie, has he told you? like the full thing yet she's like yeah he's a Red Sox fan he's going to spring training whatever like guys can be guys and he's like no Allie he it's his way of life he will be at every game no matter what it has ruined every single relationship he's ever had and then the friend um let's call him Paul 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 goes on played by um, to the Jimmy Spivnak. Is that what it was? Yep, Jimmy Spivnak. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Spivnak. Um, and he... <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> no, Jimmy Spivnak is great. So, um, and then you know we're seeing this montage while Jimmy's talking of like random women just slapping Jimmy Fallon in the face when he fucks up because he chooses the Red Sox over the girl, and he describes about how he like missed his ex girlfriend's sister's wedding because it was on a game day, and that caused them to break up, and then um he broke up with another girl because she's she made fun of him and said it's not that big of a deal you're not on the team and then she he broke up with another girl because blah 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 and it's like okay very funny and but Allie's still like I have faith like me and Pete we have a really strong foundation I love him I think we'll be okay you know like I can handle a few baseball games and Paul's like, okay, Allie, well, don't say I didn't warn you. And he walks away. I think now's the perfect time for our second bit of IMDb trivia. Yes. When Allie, right, Allie? Mm-hmm. When Allie gets sick from food poisoning and vomits in the bathroom on the night of her date with Pete, Drew Barrymore and producer Nancy Juvenin wanted the scene to be shot so that Drew Barrymore is never seen vomiting. And the directors, Peter and Bobby Farrelly, agreed. Mm, yeah. So this comes into play. So he gets back from spring training and she's like, hey, like, I know you're really into this. Like, do you want to go to a game? And he's like, oh, babe, I've already got all of my tickets. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm a season ticket holder. I split my pack of tickets, my row. Me, we have the same seats every single time, me and the guys, and that's what it's about. And so this movie takes place before the Red Sox win the World Series, and he's like, if we move the seats, it could fuck up the whole season. And she's like, well, okay, well, maybe I could just, like, buy the seat behind you. And he just laughs, and he's like, buy the seat behind me. And she's like, well, I, I want to go. I think it would be fun. And he's like... Yeah, I think it would be fun too. Like, <laughs> why don't you and the girls? Why don't you and the girls get some cheap seats in the bleachers, and we'll meet up for drinks afterwards? And so she's like, "Okay, sure." Like, all right, I guess it's a guy's thing. That's a little weird, but so she decides to go to the game, 
And she's with her girlfriends in the bleachers and they're having a fucking blast, like a grand old time. They're drinking. They're making friends with everyone in their section. Um, For those of you guys that don't know, the bleachers at Fenway Park are the cheap seats. So they get rowdy. That's everywhere. Okay. (laughs) Well, you're really I, I feel you trying to overcompensate by being like i am from boston i have I, been to fenway <laughs> yeah. park even though i haven't seen this movie i know <laughs> boston so she's having a blast and she actually is having so much fun she turns to her girlfriend her girlfriend played by katherine hahn by the way she's deep, clearly deep billing but obviously Fucking clearly obviously her best friend is played by katherine hahn and she turns to her and she's like kate like i kind of get it this this rules and Kate's like yeah you're right and they're getting so drunk and they're like stumbling you know the Red Sox um actually win the game but it's against like the Padres or somebody that doesn't whoa really shots fired yeah and so um you know it's not the big game it's not a Sox Yankees game that's what I'm saying mm. and so they're stumbling their way out like after the game has ended and they're so like they're drunk and they meet up with Jimmy and he's like got his like game eyes on. He's very like in the zone and he's like, oh, did you see that? Eighth inning, blah, blah, blah. And she's like laughs and she's like, that was fun. And Jimmy like looks at his friends and he's like, maybe this could work. And so they start to walk to the bar and all of a sudden, um, Drew just boots all over the sidewalk. <laughs> she's so drunk. She's just throwing up all over the place. Um, and Jimmy's like, okay. And so he takes care of her. And, you know, like you said, we don't actually see it on screen, but she is. So, you you know, you can see that like she's gotten that drunk. So, like, oh, okay. We can't do that every Red Sox game. That's kind of a problem. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, he takes her home and he takes care of her and he get, gives her medicine for her headache the next day. But there's another game the next day. And so he gets her all set up. He's really sweet and everything. But he leaves her to go to the next game. And she's a little bummed. But she's like, well, you already had the tickets. I'm not that sick. It's like I'm I'm hungover. This is my own fault. And so she's, you know, a little put off, but like not actually going to say anything about it. And so. Um, a few days later, like the season's really starting to pick up. It's April now. Um, and she's like, okay, that was fun. But she's, so they have a scene where they're trying to make a date night and everything she throws out there, he turns down because there's a Red Sox game that night and she's getting really frustrated. And she, and he's like, babe, I mean, this is important to me. And she's like, okay, okay. I understand it's important to you, but like, aren't we important to you too? And he was like, well, yeah. And so anyway, the summer goes on. They, you know, they make it work. She's a little annoyed about everything. And he's always at the game. And she kind of gets so annoyed. She likes tries to do a slow fadeaway. She's like, you know, I put in a lot of time, but like, can I deal with this six months out of the year? Like, I don't know if it's worth it. And so Jimmy notices, but like he's still very much doing his thing and going to the games, right? He doesn't, it doesn't really dawn on him that she's not there afterwards until like September, right? So this is over a few months where she's slowly backing away and he's still living his life and like not really aware of the damage he's causing. Perfect time. 
I have so many trivias. It's okay. I got I got all kind of trivia. Jesme Finney or Finnet, I can't don't really know. As an actual diehard Red Sox fan who appeared in Still We Believe, the Boston Red Sox movie, which is a documentary about the Red Sox heartbreaking 2003 season, Jimmy Fallon saw the film and convinced producers to cast her in the role of Teresa. Yeah. So Teresa is the only lady that sits in this section with the dudes. Um, again, it's these this row of people. They, it's like some old guys, some young guys, and this one gal, Tessa May. And, Tessa May. Yeah, Jessa May. Jessa May. This one girl, Jessa May. And she's just as diehard as the rest of them. She's like kind of a badass. And so anyway, we're at the game, and Jimmy is explaining to Jessa May. He's like, I don't know. I had this girl, and like, it was going pretty well, but like she's not returning my calls. And Jessamay's like, don't be an idiot, Pete. Like you're being an idiot. And so very Boston of her, right? Yeah, there she, weren't a ton of R's in that sentence, but just, yeah. just trust that that yeah. was in a Boston just, accent. Uh, just trust that like she used some choice words that a person from Boston would use with no R's. Don't be a chowder head. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... Um, she smacks him upside the head and he's like, you're right, Jessime, you're right. And so he picks up his cell phone and he calls her. Um, yeah, it's like 2005 cell phone. So he doesn't call her right away. I'm sorry. I missed this. And he, she's like, so Jessime is like, you got to do something to make her know that you care. And he's like, I got something. And so he picks up his phone real quick and he makes one call and he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just like very vague. And he's like, yeah, I need, I need the thing. I need the favor. Okay. Talk to you soon. All right. One minute. Perfect. Bye. And then he picks up the phone and he calls Drew and he's like, Drew, I need you to turn on channel seven right now. And she's like, I don't do, I'm, what, what do you mean? Turn on? And he's like, just do it. And so Drew turns on Channel 7 up on the Jumbotron at the Red Sox game that is live on the air. Jimmy, his face pops up and the Jumbotron guy is pointing right at him and and he's on the phone and he's like, do you see me? And she's laughing and she starts crying. She's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I see you. And he's like, I love you. I, Pete. I, Peter, Ralph, I keep thinking of famous Peter last names and it's not right. I put his last name, Sanderson. I, Peter, Ralph, Sanderson, love you. I love you, Allie, Allison, Brittany, Keith. Keith. Yes. Okay. And she smiles and she blushes and everyone in the stadium like freaks out because it's like very cute. And so she she's won over like, okay, that was really sweet. And so she goes, she like hangs up the phone and she gets on the train. She runs down to Fenway Park just as the game is letting out and she sees him in the crowd and they run to each other and they hold each other. And it's like so sweet. What a cute little moment. Um, and so they're back together now. They're working on it. Um, and oh my gosh, it's oh my gosh. the playoffs. It's the playoffs. Things are going really well. 
Allie started to come back to the game with her friends when she get, can get tickets or she's in a bar watching the game and like on the phone with Pete while he's there. And it's really cute. They're super getting into it. And the playoffs, the playoffs, the playoffs. And then, oh, my God. The Red Sox are going to go to the World Series. The fucking big show. Again, this takes place. And the movie takes place pre-2004, before the Red Sox have won. What year does the movie take place in? Uh, takes place in the year of 2004. Oh, I see. Yeah, so this is the 2004 World Series Correct. that they're coming up sure. on. You know, we all know what happened, but the characters in the world don't know. So what do we know? So what happened So in the real world? So um, we're getting there because it's going to be the same thing that happens in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my God, so exciting. Lots of f- flipping out and cheering in bars and people on tables and stuff. The Red Sox are going to the World Series. There's a montage of like every game. They didn't really like do what actually happened in the games. They made it like more dramatic. But anyway, down to game seven. It's almost pretty fucking dramatic. Time for the Red Sox to win it. And the series. Yeah. I, th- I think now is a good time for our last bit of mind. Okay, great. Pete chooses to watch game six of the 1986 World Series between the Red Sox and the Mets at Shea Stadium as a form of self-torture slash atonement since it's one of the most infamous losses in Red Sox history. The Red Sox led the series three to two and had a two-run lead in the 10th inning and had Bill the Mets Buckner. had the Mets down to their last strike before the Mets scored three runs, capped off by Bill Buckner misfielding Mookie Wilson's ground ball at first base, allowing Roy Knight to score the winning run. Yes. So it's the night before the World Series. Pete, Jimmy Fallon is like, there's no way we've come this far. I've been waiting my whole life for this. It can't be right. So he again, he watches the 1986 game. Bill Buckner, ball through the legs. Very famous game. Um, And Drew is there for the whole thing. And she's like, you're being ridiculous. Like, no matter what happens, it's just a game. And Jimmy's like, just a game? (laughs) This is my whole life, Allie. And then we find out that it's like, because his dad died and left him the season tickets. Oh. And that's why, you know, it's so, so important to him is because, like, this is the relationship, the only thing that he had that was any semblance of a relationship with his dad, who's now dead, and that's all he's holding on to, but also, like, he is a huge fan, but it's it's wrapped up in that. And she's, and he, and she, he, but he doesn't let her know that in the time. He just flips out on her. He's like, just a game. Get out. Get out. I can't have this kind of negativity around me right now. And she's like, what? Okay. And so she leaves, thinks they're broken up. Um, and then um, she's sad and upset. And she, on the way out, uh, well, so, so she goes home next morning. It's the day of the World Series. He's spending all day at Fenway Park with his guys because it's like, whoa, what a time. Um, and so she goes back to his place while she knows that he's not there. And she sees a piece of mail in the mailbox. And it's next year's season tickets. Oh, shit. And she sees that it's addressed to his father's name. And so that's when she puts two and two together that like this is so much more 
about then baseball. It's about his relationship with his father that was never reconciled because his dad died young. Um, and so she puts on all of her Red Sox clothes and she goes down to Fenway Park and she finds a scalper on the street and she's like, how much? And he's like, you don't want none of this shit, lady. <laughs> he's like, And she's like, I'm serious. How much? And so she gives some guy like a thousand dollars to get into the stadium. Um, and she gets into the stadium and it is the most packed it has ever been. And it's the world series. Right. And so she's trying to find her way to get to Jimmy's seats. But even though she's been there a couple of times, like it's a big ballpark, it's way busier than it has ever been. Like it's hard to get around. And so the game is going and it's not going well for the Red Red Sox. It is like, Bottom of the seventh, they aren't doing well. The Yankees who are there, or wait, is it? The, no, it's not the Yankees. I forget who they played. But anyway, so the other strike one, the other team, um, it's like one zero, the other team, um, and everyone like that you could cut the tension with a knife people are really upset they're like red Sox, get it together like boston the fans are starting to turn um and she's like fuck this she makes her way down to the front of the crowd and she's like talking to some random person and she's like hey will you give me 10 fingers and he's like what and she's like i need to do something for the man i love and also for the city of Boston. What is 10 fingers? So it's when you put your hands together so someone can step oh, it's up. Like hoist them. So hoist up over oh, a wall. You are from Boston. <laughs> and so and so he's like, "All right, lady, what do we got to lose?" And so this rando gives her a lift up over the wall and she runs onto the field at Fenway Park. What? Yeah. Everyone goes bananas, but she's really fast. And this has never happened before. The announcer's like... In the history of the Red Sox. Yeah, this is crazy. The game stops, and she's running out into the middle of the field, and she's, like, looking around, looking around. Security guards are coming from all angles, and she finally sees Jimmy in, like, the third row on the opposite side of the park. And so she darts straight for him, and she's just like... I love you. I'm sorry, Pete Sanderson. I love you. And then she gets to the other side and she yells and the like the jumbotron's following her and everything. And she yells and like the security guards are trying to catch her, but the fans are like eating it up and they grab her and they pull her up over and she runs up and everyone's watching. The jumbotron's watching. She looks at him and she's like, Pete. I love you. She gets down on one knee and she says, will you marry me? Oh, she proposes to him. She proposes to him in front of everyone at Fenway Park after stopping the game. And he's just like so flabbergasted. He's like in awe. And she's like, I know why this is so important to you. I'm cool with it. I love you. Will you marry me? And he just like starts crying and he says yes. And he kisses her. Crowd erupts into applause everyone's so excited and so he's like you can't be here though what about the curse what about the like you're not supposed to be sitting in this row and she's like I have a feeling I'm supposed to be sitting in this row so the game starts up again and she doesn't get kicked out she she doesn't get kicked out because they can't find her everyone's so excited like okay okay and so um the socks are up 
and boom, home run right off the bat. And he looks at her and he's like, (gasps) (laughs) and she's like, see, maybe I should have stayed here. Boom, another home run right off the bat. The Sox take the lead. Crowd's going fucking bananas. And another home run. We get to the bottom of the ninth. And so by the bottom of the ninth, it is a tie. Mm. Right? The the other team has come back. It is a tie. And she reaches down and she holds Jimmy's hand and she's like, we can do this. And she reaches down to the stranger on her side and they're like, we can do this. And they do it all down the row. Like everybody's holding hands and they're like, go socks, go socks. <laughs> and some random dude in the back's like, Yankees suck. But that's Boston, right? And so they're doing it. And then, boom, that last home run, and the Sox have won the World Series. Holy shit. Everyone's so excited. And so they burst onto the field. Everyone is celebrating. And they, uh, Jimmy and Drew, big romantic kiss. And it's that thing where... Big romantic kiss. The screen around them morphs and they're at their wedding. And they're at their wedding and it is on the field at Fenway Park. Yeah. But this time, you know, it's they're all dressed up. Everyone looks good. It's their actual wedding. It's not the baseball game. But they did get married at Fenway Park and the end credits roll. Listeners, the the joy on Leanne's face (laughs) as she was telling that story. Unparalleled. Go socks. Go socks. Okay. <laughs> How do you think you did? I think I got like an eight or a nine. Why do you think that you that you got an eight or a nine? Because I believe in myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before I give you your score, I want to I want to tell you the synopsis of this movie. Oh. Can I tell you a fun fact? Yes. The movie originally ended that the Sox lost the World Series. Mm-hmm. But when they actually won in 2004, while they were in the middle of production for this movie, they decided to change the ending because everyone was so happy for the Boston fans at the time. Correct. <laughs> that is true. Is it true? Yeah. I thought so. It is true, but they didn't well so. Skip to the end. They didn't reshoot the World Series game. Seven-year-old Ben has just moved to Boston because his parents are div- are divorced. Mm. And Dad's not dead, just to, dead to. The but daddy of, issues. Daddy issues, and his uncle takes him to the Sox game at Fenway Park to cheer him up. The season tickets are not his father's; they are his uncle's. Oh, okay. And so, twenty-three years later, he's a teacher. He's a school teacher. And he's inherited the uncle's season tickets. His whole, his whole, all of his shit is in the thing. He does have a working replica of the green monster on his wall, which <laughs> seems like a little too, like you knew that detail a little too well. I mean, what else would you put on a wall in a Red Sox this, theme apartment? I feel like this might not be fair, the, this retelling. <laughs> um, and he meets Lindsay, Drew Barrymore's character. Um, Lindsay Meeks on a school trip because oh. she's she's a lawyer. Okay. They begin dating. She doesn't know anything about the Red Sox, nothing about baseball. Ben has like a group of stadium friends that 
carries around with specifically Al, who is a sponge salesman. Hmm. And Al narrates the story. Oh. Also, Boston Skyline, I was waiting for you when you said Boston Skyline at the beginning. I was waiting for you to tell me the music cue. Dirty water. That's correct. <laughs> and so they go to they go to games but and and Lindsay, Drew Barrymore's character, is like into it. She is she is in that section with them, but she like sometimes multitasks, she sometimes works, blah blah blah. Um and one day one game she's on her laptop, she gets hit with a foul ball and like knocked unconscious. Boo. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's not into that. Right. And and uh that's like in the trailer. Okay. It's like her getting whacked in the head with a line drive foul. But she stops going to the games and then she has like a work trip to Paris and she invites him and mm-hmm. he declines because they're he There's to go games. To the Sox games. And before leaving, she tells him that she might be pregnant. Oh, fuck. And she says like I think that you're more into the Red Sox than you are into her and Days later, she calls him and tells him that she's not pregnant. But uh, to prove he's not obsessed, he goes with her to her friend's birthday party. Mm-hmm. Not her sister's wedding or whatever you said, but friend's birthday party. Mm-hmm. And they're having a good time at the party. They go back. They they bang it out. It's the, the best night of his life. And then he gets a call from his friend to say that the Sox overcame a seven-run deficit to make the playoffs. Oh, wow. And Ben is irate that he, Ben missed is it. super mad that he missed it. And he blames Lindsay for making him miss the game and they separate. That's when he watches the 86 game to like self-flagellate. Mm-hmm. To prove that he, that she means more to him than the Red Sox, he plans to sell his season tickets. <gasps> this was like, honestly, the one major plot point that you didn't get. Yeah. Uh, and so she finds out that he's going to sell the tickets. She gets a promotion. She rushes to... Fenway to stop him from selling the tickets. She gets in during the ninth inning of a Red Sox Yankees playoff game. Uh. So basically, from here on, everything you said is one hundred percent accurate, except for it's not the World Series. This is what I was talking about. Okay, is like they didn't reshoot the World Series stuff. They this this all takes place at the Red Sox Yankees playoff game, which is the one that went to Game Seven. In yeah, life. which was huge. Yeah. So the Red Sox are about to get swept. Ben is about to finalize his ticket sale. Lindsay runs across the field around the players. She tears up the contract that Ben is about to sign with the person who's buying his tickets, and she says that if he loves her enough to sell his seats, then she loves him enough not to let him do it. They kiss in front of the entire crowd before she is arrested. <laughs> and then there's an epilogue uh-huh. where Al, the sponge salesman, narrates saying like, well, the Red Sox went on to win the World Series and blah, 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 blah. And he explains that Lindsay and Ben do get married and they are going to have a baby. And if the baby's a boy, his name will be Ted Williams. And if the baby's a girl, Carla Yastrzemski, like oh. Carl Yastrzemski. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a post-credit scene, like, with all of them chanting, let's go socks. Oh, cute. So how do you think you'd, so do you think that you have hit that eight threshold? I, I really do, actually. Fuck yeah! When you, said, when you said 10 fingers, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Listeners of uh, longtime listeners of the podcast will remember our episode with Lowell Durango, where he got like a nine yeah. out of ten on the Iron Giant. On the Iron Giant, and we were we thought that he was cheating. Yeah, I thought that you were cheating. 
I've just been alive. <laughs> You've just been alive. I get to go to Dunks. You get to go to Dunkin' Donuts. I would give you an eight or an eight and a half. Fuck yeah. So this is, I, I truly think that this was unfair because I'm this is like so the fucking Bible in Boston. The end. You were great. Really, really good stuff. Surprising, in fact. I think this. Ham, egg, and cheese on English with a medium iced coffee, light milk, like sugar. I think that the scene that you talked about with her waking up in his apartment for the first time, I think that is actually in the movie, too. Is it? So I, I pictured the apartment. I, um, you do you remember the SNL skit that Amy Poehler and Jimmy Fallon used to do? It's uh, Rachel Dratch and Jimmy oh, Fallon. Oh, Rachel Dratch. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, that's basically how he got this movie, is because he like played that Red Sox fan on SNL. Yeah. Very funny. Where um, they're like, no, ma. Yeah, 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 exactly. So this is based on a novel by Nick Hornby, also called Fever Pitch, mm-hmm. about his obsession with his soccer team because Nick oh. Hornby is English. And so they made a fe- an English Fever Pitch movie in 1997 about soccer. Soccer. Yeah, when you said Nick Hornby, it threw me because I was like, yeah. he's a rom-com British guy. He's a British rom-com guy. Yeah. Uh, Nick Hornby also wrote um, High Fidelity. Different kind of pitch. Different kind of pitch. Cute, though, right? Cute. So that is, wow. Good job. I think that's your highest score ever. Thank you. Fever pitch. Thank you very much. Where can people find us on the internet? Oh, we didn't say that last time. That's okay. They know. They can find us on Instagram and Twitter at I have seen that. And for longer stuff, they can write us a Gmail at I have seen that at gmail.com. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. If you have proof that Leanne was cheating, you let me know. I think she was cheating. I don't think I was cheating. I think I've just, you know, been yeah, alive. Yeah, it's true. Okay. And <laughs> tune in tune in next week when Rom-Com February concludes. Yes. With, uh, what, what am I going to do? I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe a double feature of Made in Manhattan and the other one. The other J-Lo classic. Yeah. Made in Manhattan. What's the other one? I can't the the wedding planner the wedding planner because i know i've seen one of them and i don't know which one it is you know i don't know if i've seen both of them but well shit well figured out but until then i'm aviv rubenstein i'm leanne o'shea saying go socks go socks